Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the S&S Network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash. You're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This is Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame 2011. And you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya. And I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold Set The world is listening. Fifth. Uh, One, two, three, four. Fifth. 
welcome one and all to an the whole indie show. I can't be bothered to work out what number episode this is. Probably six or seven. Don't take that off. Don't take that for granted that I've got that perfectly right. If I have, that is probably the biggest fluke in wrestling since David Arquette winning the WCW title. But anyway, Ashley is here and joining me as ever, Sun City Xavier, as he's introed. Randy McWilliams. Randy, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. And now that I think about it, it... I've imagined David Arquette has a replica world championship and used to be with Courtney Cox and all that. They divorced. So did she get the title in the divorce or did she become champion because of that? It's probably like Laycall and the belt has been split in half. (laughs) You get your half, I get my half. Mine's got more jewels on it though, so ha! (laughs) Oh, no way. Do we cheat them and how? Apparently the or whatever. Oh no, we get Joseph Park in Park, Park, and Park. <laughs> apparently, apparently they need there needs to be an even number of jewels on each side of the belt. So you have to take two of them off with your suit. You know, get a crowbar, crowbar them off, and super glue them on the other one. <laughs> or just smash them in, Mister Perfect style. You know, he broke the yeah. title. Do the reverse, Mister Perfect, and just smash it back in. Well, stick a stick them on with gaffer tape and right over the gaffer tape, Sabu. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, oh man, that shit's still funny to me that they have to yeah. title. <laughs> still, speaking of funny, we'll actually go into the news with the fact that there and after the stuff that happened a few weeks back on Raw, there is word that Andy Kaufman could be inducted into the Hall of Fame in the celebrity wing. Which, to be quite honest, to me, is long overdue. Okay, Kaufman never had a WrestleMania moment, but I think... Well, he died before WrestleMania ever happened. (laughs) To put a dour note on it, yeah. Well, that's if you believe he's dead. it, It was his feud with Lawler on Letterman that really got some notoriety to wrestling in the early 80s. Yeah. Yeah, Kaufman it did. He was the intergender champion of the world. Did, like, everybody do... He did some wrestling sketches uh, back on his appearances on Saturday Night Live. Well, I should say wrestling sketches, but he would wrestle a girl. And I think it was, like, a pool, uh, pool or something. Or he, he would wrestle them nonetheless. And then the and then the Kaufman Lawler feud, of course, Kaufman taking the pile driver, getting his neck broken as a result. Andy Kaufman playing the total heel. I remember reading a book about Kaufman, and he was a huge wrestling fan growing up. Really like, I believe, a fan of Gorgeous George too. So helped him be a heel at that. And just how Kaufman was in general, really, he was a born heel, if anything, for wrestling. Although I could see him as a pretty interesting face, especially if he did like a foreign man or Kafka <laughs> yeah but I'd, I'd like to see that because when you got people like Drew Carey who I know he's done a lot behind the scenes to help out wrestling but in front of the camera all he's kind of done is a Royal Rumble match 
Although very memorable, but yeah. Yeah, the moment was good, but it's like... I just think of it now, and think back to Kane's speech that he made on his childhood, and think what would have happened if it wasn't Drew Carey, if Drew Carey was in the place of Pete Rose. Mm, That would have been... Every year, Drew Carey tries to attack Kane. <laughs> That'd be an interesting whose line is it anyway. Yeah. Most definitely. But. Well, Wayne Bray, well, he just had the one appearance. <laughs> he gets over with the crowd and then Orton RKO's him right when he gets in the ring. Bang. That's it. I was like, oh, that was kind of fucked up. That was awesome. That was kind of fucked up considering... <laughs> Does that make Orton the comedy killer? Um, yeah, more often than not, because he really doesn't have moments of funny on his own, at least not intentionally. Orton the comedy killer. Oh, well, there was the, the uh, oh, that no, dance he did. 12 rounds to, yeah, he's definitely the comedy killer. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe I'm franchise st- killer after this, but we'll see. I'm still intrigued to see what the 12 rounds are for somebody with an ambience. Oh, no, we'll see what his 12 rounds are. It might be like Crank. Oh. <laughs> or I just remember Crank too when they do the uh, heart transplant. So I'm just thinking something to do with that. Maybe just have Orden RKO all these people. Try to get his heart back. Not like that. That's kind of disturbing. And let's go to another disturbing thing. Apparently, WWE is interested in Zipper or Chase. Now, most of you are probably going, "Who's that woman?" But yeah. it turns yeah, out no. she's in the lingerie football league. Ooh. Which is promising because she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> but then you keep in mind, hang on, she's in the lingerie football league. Which, Which obviously is pretty athletic, but it's not like the kind of stuff that you're going to get on the NFL week on week. Well... Yeah, the fact that they're dressed in lingerie is the glaring example there. Yeah. And the other fact as well that... Uh, but then you take into account that Sarah Del Rey's draining them. Mm, that if could the be interesting. If believed in everything that we've reported over the last few weeks and whatever. So, I don't know what to think about that, but... It seems kind of like, odd. Sorry to cut you out there. It seems kind of odd considering the whole initiative, like you brought up with Sarah Del Rey, the whole initiative to, to sign women's wrestlers. Even though there's, depending on whatever reports you believe, and of course, being the internet, any report is true, that um, uh, Triple H is more interested in the tag team division than the women's division than the Del Rey thing than with Mercedes KV. Uh, who we thought was Mercedes Martinez. <laughs> Boy, was the internet wrong on that. But <laughs> And how I even report on that, too, so I blame myself and the internet. All right. 
something like that. But yeah, nonetheless, hang on. He we'll blames himself. It's a paradox starting to appear. Yes, it is a really bad paradox. Speaking of paradoxes, I'm trying. I'm trying to make this link here. People it might be tenuous and all that, but there has been a lot of. There was a lot of praise or a lot of interest in the fact that WWE had signed up Del Rio's brother to Developmental, who apparently his name is Guillermo Rodriguez. So is it coincident that... Is it coincidence that he has the same name as the ring name for Ricardo? Um, not necessarily. Rodriguez is a relatively common name. It is to an extent. They they might be going with that. I believe. I want to. I probably had to look it up before I do say it, but I want to yeah. say for some reason, Del Rio's last name is Rodriguez, even though I'm most likely wrong on that. Keynote is though about this Rodriguez guy is that he's crap. <laughs> Word is that apparently he has no clue what the hell he's doing in the ring. Mm. But then considering that he's never wrestled before, which is astounding. WWE picked somebody up that hasn't wrestled before. Why, we've never heard that happen in WWE well, at all. <laughs> no, the fact is, with that, it's it's surprising because... You'd have thought he'd have some experience in something that they could look as a positive. Not just because, oh wait, you're the... You're one of the main guy in the company's brother. Yeah, the, and Dario's real name, last name is Rodriguez, so... I was actually right on that one. Should have second-guessed myself. And apparently his ring name is Memo Montenegro. Yes, oh, wow. I read that right. Yeah, that's his. He, he thinks he's in Europe. I guess. Next, next up, Ray, Ray, Barrett, Ray Barrett is going to be repackaged as Savio Serbia. <laughs> Marco Moldova. <laughs> I'm just Larry Lichtenstein. <laughs> just in. <laughs> Apparently, the surname can be any European country that's kind of obscure. Yeah. So, that seems a bit odd. Kyle Kosovo, I don't know. That's a name. <laughs> yeah. Then again, the Russians would probably not be happy with that. Yeah. Or a Chechenian one, either. Hmm. She. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Chechen Chong, it's Chechen Chechnya. Chechnya and Chong. Yeah. We're coming up with all these spin-offs, which if anybody uses on the internet, they are idiots. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> now, this is a story which may be... may be verging on spoilers, possibly, but Luke Gallows has officially signed with TNA. Which probably means that he is most likely part of the Aces and Eights, either four. Yeah. 
question from is, what? See, well, the question is, how are they going to introduce him? Well, that's what I'm wondering because it, especially with the rumors about who the arm breaker is, with many people believing it to be Luke Gallows. Well, no, I'm just saying when they they'll go, you know, with Paul White, Big Show. When he first turned up, it was like that's that's Paul White. So they're going to be doing that with Luke Gallows, or is Luke Gallows trademarked? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I imagine WWE did trademark it. Because remember China earlier this was it earlier this year? Actually, she has the rights to her name, so she did. No, but um, no. Remember uh, when China did the pedigree? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had to go, I've never seen that move before. Really? You've never seen a pedigree before? I know somebody in that How, t- how atrocious is that? Tanay, in his umpteen years of commentary, has never watched an episode of WWE. Or hell, just look at Christopher, just look at the angel's wings that Christopher Daniels was, which is pretty much a spinning pedigree. Because that's pretty much the well, somewhat close to it. A sit. Uh, that that's the closest I could think of right now. I know there's somebody that's used the pedigree before China did in TNA. Interesting things as well regarding this week. We're the number one contenders for the Divas Championship in WWE. And the, there was some report saying that there it was the it was a mistake and an in ring gaffe, which it was, but it clearly wasn't an in ring gaffe to see that because clearly Eve was supposed to lose that. Yeah, that's. But then the question is, when did they film this "Earn Your Stripes" or whatever it was called for NBC? When she had. Um... This would have been, remember about a couple months back when she took some time off while she was with Laurinaitis? Yeah. Or, I think, yeah, because she kind I think she, yeah, she wasn't there when, uh, when Johnny Ace got fired. That, that's why she was off taping the show then. So, surely WWE knew the result that she'd won. I'd imagine they do. They did. So what they really should have done is given it to her rather than let Caitlin have it. Yeah, it wouldn't. It's one of those. I don't think there's anything wrong with Caitlin necessarily getting it, even though everything else would lead to Eve getting <laughs> getting the title shot. Yeah, but it might. So, just, I don't know if it's a swerve or it's just people speculating too much on it that just because Eve. Eve seems more logical, but we'll see when it does happen at Night of Champions. Eve's in the higher profile. Eve's been on mainstream TV. Although I will say I probably see her getting the Divas title next. Yeah, I think Caitlyn is... Caitlyn is a shoe-in certainly within the next 12 months. Yeah, Caitlyn's not bad. I don't think they're gonna... I don't think she'll be... Well, an early prediction here, but I don't know. I don't think she'll get the win on Layla here like that. I don't know. I, don't, I, I doubt it. 
But I think that could be like a no contest. Because I'm just thinking Eve could be the referee. Or that, or... I don't know, maybe Caitlyn does win it and then she just gets a short reign or just Eve gets it right after, but we'll see. Or they just go, screw it. One of them looks like... One of them's British, one of them looks like Christina Aguilera. Make out in the ring, nobody will give a crap. <laughs> and then Vicky comes out and going, this is boring, and then all the guys in the crowd going, no it isn't. Don't you dare, Vicky. <laughs> Well, no. As as awesome as that would be to see Layla and Caitlyn make, uh, I don't. I think HLA proved that even <laughs> girls making out will not necessarily be appealing to wrestling fans. But then again, that was in two thousand two. Well, then again, two thousand twelve being PG, I highly doubt that shit's gonna fly. Should probably yeah. smack your ass or something, but <laughs> that's about as close as you can get. <laughs> Another little tidbit story that surprises me. Miz apparently got bad heat on him for his commentary on Raw this past week. Is this all from Andy Knowles or just one? (laughs) (laughs) No, apparently it's backstage as well. So, uh, some kind of punishment slash training, depending how you look on it. They made him commentate on Saturday Morning Slam. They made him... Say that again? They made him commentate on Saturday Morning Slam. Oh, uh, The Miz? Yeah. Um, I thought he was alright. There was nothing wrong with him. The only thing that was really odd to me, if anything, was that he was supporting the faces, which is kind of the role you tend to get when you're <laughs> against Cole. <laughs> Either way, because this uh, that happened when CM Punk was on commentary uh, yeah. uh, back then, he was. So I don't Heel, think that's but necessarily being faced in the commentary. Yeah, it's, it's odd <laughs> to do that, but it in a way it makes sense in some weird fucked up way. I don't know why it does, but I think it's just to have kind of the banter back and forth between the two. Even though you would think of all the people <laughs> of all the. <laughs> kind of smooch, smooch, like. And actually, it's it's brought out the better in it's brought out the better in Michael Cole. Because now that Cole's toned down on his heelishness, it's like you've got to, and because you had Lawler or whoever now commentating on the matches, you can clearly have some kind of proper commentary with the two rather than just bickering between the two about being who's the heel who's the face yeah which is what I which is what I like face related stuff apparently Jack Swagger could be returning in a few weeks to his home arena in Oklahoma as a face which you know, I have full credit for WWE for doing it, but I'm just thinking, why is this happening to the wrong guy in the wrong way? Because if anything, the way it should have been was Ziggler breaks away from Vicky, Ziggler goes face, Ziggler becomes world champion. 
And it seems like Swagger's gonna do it before Ziggler does. Just maybe hmm? Ziggler was never going face at all, even though they did tease that a lot when uh, yeah. Swag first started. Uh, first started aligning with Vicky. They really, I think that was more of a baited switch than anything. Because I was certainly thinking they were gonna uh, that that was gonna lead to a feud in some way with more than likely Ziggler going face. Because I don't think you can ever have a face Vicky Guerrero again, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad. Not that she was a good face, a better heel, of course, but. <laughs> I don't think you can ever have Vicky face again. Mm. No, that's, yeah, that's true. Vicky is now just going to be like Bobby Heenan. Yeah. You love them, but it's the case of you love to hate them. Yeah. Well, over time, she'll she'll get hurt. Just do. Because <laughs> WWE fans aren't that fickle forever. And... The key, I think, a good way to segue from you've got to hate them, Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> uh, he's apparently said that he's at WrestleMania 29, and word is as well that they've also reached out to Pete Rose again. Oh, basically, former people that have been involved with WrestleMania. So, Mr. T, Jenny McCarthy. Okay, and I'm trying to think of any other celebrities that are involved in WrestleMania that they could bring back. It's Pamela Anderson. Burt Reynolds. Burt, uh, Ronda Willie Nelson. to throw one out there. I'm going to start throwing some obscure ones out there that I remember. Steve Martin. Steve Martin, was that? Or was he... I must have been a fan. I don't remember seeing him. Hang Alex Trebek. Steve Allen. Steve Allen, that's the one. Um, then... G. Gordon Liddy was somebody on there. <laughs> the uh, the uh, what's her name? Clara Pellard. The um, even though this was before my time, the where's the beef commercials from Wendy? She was at yeah. WrestleMania two. Susan St. James, arguably the worst com- guest commentator they've ever 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 had. It was, and that's it was the kid stuff. from Home Improvement. On uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And the Miller cat fight girl, Miller light cat fight girls. Ice tea, ice yeah, ice tea, <laughs> biscuit. If Fred Durst does it, flip them off. <laughs> um, so with the way that it's going, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it looks like they're trying to bring out as many big guns as they can for WrestleMania 29. Oh, I forgot Kim Kardashian, and to piss people off, Snooki. Although I'll be goddamn it, Snooki did some stuff in the room. <laughs> I'll be goddamn it, she did it to a space. Are we going to have baby wars between her baby and Taken's baby? Her and Michelle, because since Michelle just had her kid recently. Yeah. I would take, a ba- take a baby and Snooki baby. <laughs> take her okay. baby. And That's and a, a, okay. Those two words I just said. Sound way too much like something from Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's step away from that quickly. Christian, you may have noticed that he hasn't been around for quite a bit on WWE TV. And it, apparently he was scheduled to feud with Cesaro. 
but word is they want to keep him off TV until after the Bound for Glory. Which is apparently relating to the fact that Christian is going to be inducting Sting into the Hall of Fame for TNA in their d- the dinner that they have the night before. Makes It doesn't make as much sense when you think about it, but it does in terms of TNA since Christian was the one who announced Sting when he made his, when he made his, uh, actually not his debut, when he made his return, actually, but his, like, debut as a, as a featured member on the roster. Or so Found he thought at first, and then he came back for real. And Found it odd, though, that of all the people to induct him, it apparently seems like the best choice was Christian. Yeah, that seems odd. I'm surprised they don't try to. They didn't try to bring anybody in, because I think Lex Luger would have been. Uh, I think that's probably yeah. But Lu- Luger is Luger's part of WWE as well, isn't he? Yeah, the legends. If they, no, but he, well, he, he, he's the drug counselor, isn't he? Is he? Apparently, yeah. For, hey, according according to Wiki, he's part of the. Rehab people. Oh. It's interesting. Nice to know that yeah. Luger's helping people out from all, all the troubles he's had over the past years. Yeah, that was just the thing I was kind of dubious about. It's like, we know the history of what happened with him. Here comes, a, here comes something we haven't done in a while, paperclip. <laughs> you know, it was pr- proven in court eventually that he was some way involved in Miss Elizabeth's death. Uh-oh. We, we, oh, we're going in that territory. This is getting into some dark territory now. That was the paperclip that I wanted to go yeah. with. I, that's all I wanted to say. If you want to find the, all the details about that, look on Wiki, look on God... I would say look on TMZ, but that probably happened before TMZ ever really got rolling. Oh, yeah, oh three, this would have been. Well, I can't really say anything about dark territory because I know I made a, I know I made a horrible joke about. Well, it was actually kind of funny, but it was pretty fucked up on a old SNS show a while back, which will give you a reason to look into the archives. For I yeah. think it was, um, I forgot what it was. I might have been just talking with JJ, but. I won't go into the joke here. Normally I would, but I really don't care to at this point, and it's better to leave that situation behind <laughs> due to yeah. the of it. Something else that's been left behind is Triple H's hair. <laughs> because he's basically... I, I guess the ironic thing is we could now call him Sean. <laughs> because he's rem- the ponytail is gone. The long hair is gone. He's trying to look more... He still has most of his hair. (laughs) Or he's trying to actually look uh, less like his porno equivalent from China's Queen of the Ring. Which, (laughs) yes, I have seen. And when you have one line that goes... Bret Hart, of course, trained by his dad, Stu Hart, who had a massive cock. That's just something which... Whoa. 
it's funny, but also, uh, hang on. And that was... Porno-wise, I don't know if I watched it for the porno. I just watched it for the fact that Ron Jeremy was in it as himself. What is that about? <laughs> Does that mean that he's going to be on WrestleMania? Oh, shit. <laughs> I would love to see that, but they... I don't think that will ever happen. Yeah, I, don't <laughs> PG PG. I don't think that's PG. No, you can't even have him on there just a minute. Even it's, like, it's just, whoa, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not right. Oh shit! Yeah, he's getting he's getting flashbacks, people, and he's getting flashbacks. Oh. That's gonna oh, that <laughs> was sunny days. That's all I'm gonna say. That's only <laughs> right after hearing that. Now, news that's pissed me off this week. That might explain but... why he had that Italian wife, but moving on. <laughs> news that's pissed me off is that winter is gone from TNA. So once again, another of your really good wrestlers is gone. And also... I just read somewhere... Sorry, but... I just read somewhere... This shows you the drawback to that whole beautiful people angle. When Angelina Love got bloody drugged. Or at least they claimed it. Or... I think they said she knew what she was doing the whole time. Or at least that's... Yeah, at first it was like, go on, have this pill. You're on drugs. That storyline could have been something very weird at first. Well, that was the whole point of it, to be weird at first. It got weirder than it needed to be. Not that there was anything wrong with with her, like, the whole stalking thing. Which was weird in itself, but that made sense given the mysterious character. But then it just went a whole other route that I felt it shouldn't have gone. And it really did no wonders for him. They had that title reign, or I believe Angelina Love did. Yeah. Herself, yeah, and then... Um, It should have been like, though... It should have been the genius thing that Winter never actually physically wrestles anybody. Because she was like this person that was there and wasn't there. And there was, like, some promise with her, too, because they really built her up as this, I don't want to say a monster, but more, like, she was very... A good wrestler. Stable, yeah. Well, yeah, she, uh, well, she's a good wrestler like that, but very unstable. Yeah. Almost, but, uh, in a way, like, AJ without the, without the boyfriend drama, well, had the whole lesbian angle. <laughs> AJ, but only German-British. Only German British. German British, yeah. Like it, well, yeah, technically she is German because she was born in Germany, meaning you get German citizenship if you were born there. Little fuck. Page, take note. Just feel <laughs> yourself as from Germany. Oh, Paige is doing awesome on NXT. Yeah. And I'm surprised they let her use her finisher, too, the nightlight. Oh, no, did it think they would let her use it? I'm oh, well. Gu- I'm guessing with her, though, they they don't spell it K-N-9. Well, yeah. I, well, so that's too much of an angle to her. Because she had another finisher called Rampage, but I forgot what it was exactly, or if that is the exact one, but... 
Well, yeah, they can't call it Nightlight since she's no longer Britney Knight. Well, they could, but we'll see what. Well, she is because that's her real name, I think. Uh, actually, it isn't. Her <laughs> real name is her mom's name, Soraya. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, sad to see Winter go. Yeah. Hope that hope that wherever she goes, she does well because she could do quite a bit in Chikara. Not Shikara. Um, Shimmer. Yeah, I can see. I believe she's wrestled in Shimmer before. She's done some Shimmer stuff, yeah. Okay. And she was, and I was reading recent, not too long ago, that she had did uh, NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood tapings. Hollywood. So that's something to look at. And final story... Uh, somebody who watches it. It's actually had a lot of the shows, too. Final story that's also been doing the rounds this week is... Oh, uh, no, sorry. There's something that's just come up that I've been disturbed by. Apparently Vince McMahon is a big fan of Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. And quote-unquote, Vince is said to like their swagger. <laughs> If Maroon 5 are listening, your idea is being, your idea is so going to be stolen and they're just going to have Darren Young and Titus O'Neil dancing out to moves like Jagger. And then it'll be moves like Swagger and Jack Swagger as their manager. <laughs> it's a all good thing. The, all the Eagle will come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the Soaring Eagle will come back. Oh shit! The soaring eagle. It'd be even funnier if they travel classic to do it. And the last story was regards the ongoing saga with the WWE network, because there were some reports saying that due to the fact that nobody was interested, the WWE had indefinitely suspended all their plans for the network. Which was surprising, considering how NBC got pretty decent views for their WrestleMania package that they had on a few weeks before. And the fact that quite a lot of people have won... How many, I'm trying to think of how many TV networks Raw and SmackDown has been on in the last five years. In the last... Well, Raw's, been on, Raw's been on USA for that time, certainly. SmackDown's been on three. Yeah, CW, My Network TV, and Sci-Fi. Yes. Clearly people... And then, of course, you've got all the other shows, like... Oh, no, CW, Saturday Morning Slam, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Intriguing, but... Now it's apparently been updated, and there's zero truth in it. There's also another one that's also saying that WWE will be producing content for the new NBC Sports Cable Network that previously was the Versus channel. Mm. Which, yeah, that could make sense, but that could be as well having some of the archive libraries. Yeah. Because I don't know... 
whether WWE has the access to the NWA archives. Because I know ESPN still has, they still show that quite often, I think. I think so they still NWA. do ESPN, um, the AWA stuff. The I don't have, because <clears throat> um, I think, I don't have, um, what was I going to say? Used to have ESPN Classic, well, when I had TV to begin with, but even if I had it, I would not be able to see that channel. But yeah, they did air that. They actually aired some other. There's another promotion I've seen to remember then. Uh, uh, GWF was one they aired, and um, yeah, they still currently air AWA Championship Wrestling. Yeah. So. I think that's what... There is one new story, but it ties into what we're probably going to talk about next. So, which, if you remember from the last show that we did a few weeks back, you already know what this is, but just to make you listen back to that, I'm not telling you what it is, so we'll see you after the break for segment two. All all I'm going to say is the rundown. I'm going to call it that, and no, well, I was going to say it doesn't involve The Rock, but it might do. Will it involve an Arnold Schwarzenegger cameo? Massey Expendables. (laughs) It could involve Christopher Walken. Well, he wasn't, you you don't remember Arnold had a cameo in the rundown? No. At the very beginning, The Rock is walking down... I forgot what he said to him exactly, but I know Arnold's in the rundown. Did he say yippee ki yay? No, that's Bruce Lee. So the Planet Hollywood. That, that, kind of, <laughs> that kind of shows that I've seen Expendables too. <laughs> mm, I still need to see that. That's that's just a that's just a random. The, when Chuck Norris just randomly appears for about three minutes. And then isn't in the movie again until right the end. And then it's like, hang on. In the same, you know, with the scene that you've got Statham and Stallone and Cruz and Lundgren, and then all of a sudden just turn up, you've got Willis and Schwarzenegger, and then Norris turns up, and then Jet Li. Oh, no, wait. He leaves at the start of the film. What a swerve, bastards. Nice to know you neglected the fact that I said I haven't seen the movie, but oh well. <laughs> I haven't spoiled anything. No, it's alright. I, right. I, right. I haven't spoiled the big thing, but it's just... If you look at the, the way they promoted that thing, it's like... Jet Lee. He's in this, he's in this. He's only in it for about 10 minutes and then you're gone. And it's like, seriously? <laughs> I wanted to see a Jet Li film and all I see is a few minutes and then he buggers off with a parachute? God damn it. <laughs> so some disappointment there <laughs> for maybe some fans who wanted to see Jet Li in The Expendables 2. Well, considering the trailer keeps mentioning... Chet Lee's in it uh, after Jason Statham which Statham's in it a lot Stallone's, well, Stallone would be in it a lot you know he's the kind of figurehead yeah but, and then Lee even Terry Crews is in it more than him 
I guess it's kind of the way the first one had Lundgren for about ten minutes. Because he wasn't in it a lot because they wanted to he keep him He was pretty him much dead. In the, they're thought to be dead in the movie. And then at the end, it's like, oh, he's alive and everything's forgotten, even though I kind of betrayed you guys. Anyway, enough Expendables talk. <laughs> I <haven't laughs> went off the, the whole indie show. Tangents are the best. Yes, they are. So we'll see in a few minutes after these adverts. So check it out. Gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me your melt. My melt? Yeah. And your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me your melt. M- my melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the hell you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. Standing ovation here. Let's go to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled to take you back in time. Host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, brings you pro wrestling nostalgia featuring classic moments and old school themes. So buckle up and go beyond the bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. It's go time. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexay of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com.
What is up, my SNS peeps? I am the Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean. And Ashley, too. Yes, it's still my name. I haven't changed it yet. If you don't know who we are, I mean, we have this really cool show on the SNS Radio Network. It's called The Open Book. We cover wrestling, any, like, big news that happens in the week, but we more so cover the pay-per-views. We talk about how they went and how we think they should have gone. We cover a little thing called fantasy booking. We also cover all the biggest gaming news, games that have come out, and game reviews. Plus, we've got the latest from the world of film entertainment. Also, perhaps an off-so-regular performance by me in the reviews of movies, too. This is The Open Book. Catch us every week right here at the SNS Radio Network. Welcome back, people, to part two of the whole indie show with Randy and myself, Ashley. And this segment is going to be totally dedicated to kind of what you just heard there, the best around. But quite a lot of people are probably going to get these people down. Because it's the PWI 500. We we were promised that we were going to cover it, and by God, we are. And my first point is, how many Hardys are on this list? There's only what Three. two as far well. Four eighty-two. Let me see this. Well, I'd imagine it's not related got to Barry Hardy. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there are other Hardy brothers because five hundred. Is Brian Hardy? No, basically for the for the main part of the list, we're just going to go through some notable names that you'll probably know. And I'm I'm guessing f- four nine seven. We've got Lance Anawati, which I'm guessing is probably one of the Head Shrinkers kids or Rikishi's. That is winning off the bat. <laughs> I'd imagine he is. I do know who Shane Hollister is at 499. I've, uh, I've seen a um, couple matches of it before really getting the buzz out in AAW in Chicago. Awesome. 485 stands out because he hasn't really wrestled that much that we've seen. The big O. The, the guy from Z Long Island Story gets on the list. If he has wrestling matches, I do want to see those matches. <laughs> yeah, that'd be... Uh, 478, we've got Alpha Rat. Which I'm guessing can't be the original Sheik. Well, because he's dead. I'm just wondering, four, 477, we got Joey Knight. I'm wondering if that's... Brittany's brother. Mm, I believe not. 
Okay. One of them, is, I know one's the zebra kid, and I forgot who the. I know there's either one or two other brothers she has that wrestles, but I do not believe it is. Yeah, her older brothers are uh, Roy Knight, who's. Or Roy Beavis, I should say. The zebra kid and Zach. Whatever. I don't know if his last name is. But Zach. <laughs> her brother Zach. There's one that I do recognize from Shikara for various shows. Ophidian. We see a 459. Yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, Ophidian, he's an interesting one. We see Frankie the Mobster at 462. Watch. Uh, that's somebody that. I'll put this as a paperclip. Watch his promos. And, I'm, and I mean this. Watch his promos. The craziest, what the craziest promos you ever see. Very entertaining stuff, but very off the wall, just profane. It's <laughs> just good just stuff. Looking at as well, just above that, four sixty Steve Stasiak. Mm. So if he if he is part of the Stasiak family, that trend continues. So then four forty six. Apparently, Samuel L. Jackson is on this list because I see Nick Fury. <laughs> What the hell? 448, you have uh, Joe Gacy. Rob Fury as well. Oh, um, I just... uh, CZW. Ah, that's it. I mentioned him and a lot of shows. Uh, uh, Formerly of the Runaways Now with DJ Hyde. Garrett Dillon is on the list at 457. That's, um... What's his name? Um, Fuck, I can't think. Uh, Jody Christopherson. Chris Christopherson's son. Yeah. Larry Dallas is on the list. Does he wrestle? 468. No, Danny Daniels is below him. Cheech. Nui Tofiga is the, if you've seen Drew Gulak from ZZW, the big Samoan bodyguard he has. I'm just looking at 436. Player Uno. Oh, yeah. Player Uno from the Super Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. Um, Samurai Del I was Sol just wondering if that was some kind of weird, like, Scarlet Cluedo. No. <laughs> You'll see the same thing with 426 with Stupefied, who's sometimes known as Player Dose, but more often known as Stupefied nowadays. Yeah. And from there, we've gone past the most notable one, which we I think we did mention the last time because it got revealed. Sarah Del Rey is number 430. Yeah. Oh shit! Christian York's on the list for thirty-three. I think uh, is only the is it the third or fourth time that a woman's been on the list? I believe it's the fourth time. Because I believe Jacqueline was the first. Yeah, I believe she was. And I can't remember who the other two were. Off the top of my head, else be China would have been one. Yeah. Well, China <laughs> was one of them. I, and then why wouldn't she be, especially like around 90? Yeah, there's um, yeah, she was in uh, 2000, 106. China. And most, probably most notable for the most notable thing that Primo Scordino may get, at least with that name in his career, is the fact that he's Mr. 420. <laughs> It's that 416 Gregory Iron, that name rings a bell as well. From CNF, CZW. 
hand, uh, handicapped, uh, they call him the handicapped hero because he has, uh, uh, hasn't actually shown up in Chikara really a lot since then. Cerebral palsy. Oh, okay. He was, uh, not too long ago, he made the, uh, he made the, uh, he was trying to get into the Royal Rumble or made a petition for that. Sadly, went nowhere. It would have been interesting to see him, but even if it did get a lot, I don't think they would have signed him. Interesting appearance as well. 410. The guy that's appeared on... I don't know how many promotions he's appeared in in the last six months. Uh, Okay. PWG, WWE as of recently. TNA... NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. So that's at least four. Yeah, Scorpio Sky slash Mason Williams. Mason Andrews. Slash whatever his name is with the... The anger old. Yeah. Anger management. And then also a notable name in the, in the first... Well, is it the first 100 or the last 100? Um, it's the first one. It's the first one hundred that we're covering, but it's the it's basically from four hundred one down. At four hundred one, Garrett Bischoff put it, uh, being put over Bandito Junior at four hundred two, Sexy Eddie at four hundred three, Sin Bodhi at four hundred six. Also, and he was bound to be on there regardless of his yeah. talent, which both of us and most people are in agreement we think he sucks. <laughs> And just was gone. Nobody gets him as props. Three ninety five, Riel, two at three ninety four. The guy who, um, when Loki made his debut in a vault, he knocked him the fuck out with a capo kick, like legit knocked him out. <laughs> I too found out the hard way. And I too got a pretty got big dash of Hatfield at three eighty five. Mm-hmm. Here comes a botchamania moment, people. Three eighty one, Super Dragon. A super dragon who made his return back at Steenwolf, or at least his return and uh, his entering return would have been at the next show Fear. And then he had another match at Kurt Russell reunion. Then he got injured, and uh, apparently, uh, over an interview he did recently, he will he won't be back to 2013, which is sad considering he had just coming back from yeah uh, retirement pretty much for uh, three year retirement. Oh, we got Dave Christ three seven three. Is that the is that Dave that's going for the CZW title? It's the one that's going on right now as we're taping it. The I don't know if the match is on right now, but the main event that down with the yeah. sickness and then uh, no, no notable placement here three seventy one Jimmy Jacobs. Mm, that's interesting. He hasn't really wrestled as much. Especially since he's been Ring of Honor. I know he still wrestles. Well, he still wrestles AEW being one. Um, yeah. Silvio's an interesting one, 378. He's appeared on Ring of Honor. His name recently brought up at. Uh, d- uh, did a dark match recently in TNA. Yeah. Uh, DJ Hyde at 367. Mm. Interesting one. Bobby Fish, 369. Robbie McAllister, 370. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know where I've heard that name before. Think, yeah, tiger but, mask, tiger mask, or tiger mask four, I should say, really. Yeah, three sixty three, and then, but by the looks of it, the lowest of the WWE talents, at three fifty six, Percy Watson. Actually, no, because I had mentioned um, Garrett Dillon being on there. He's uh, was he FCW? 
Watson's FCW. Oh, if you but want to, like, yeah. Well, certainly, Percy Watson's probably the most high-profile one that most people want to. Yeah, yeah. Cause unless he knew, especially not knowing from the name that it's his son. Ricky Reyes at 358. Have you seen a lot for Brandon Getson at 359? Andy Ridge at 360. Jake Christ at uh, 361. Amazing Red at 353. Luke Cox 352. Leia Keat 351. 349. Drew. Um, let me see what's Greg Excellent at 347. Excellent. Electro Shock at 346. And Gulak at 345. Kinder. Seven. Seven at 343. Who's seven? It better not be blooming gold dust. God, I know there's a Dustin Rhodes joke coming. Because <laughs> I would do the same thing to <laughs> Dustin well, Rhodes. It would have either been that, or the key fact is he, he enters the ring with Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. <laughs> Another thing I would have said. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally thinking about that. I was going to say, it. I was thinking either that or Kevin Spacey I was going to bring up as John Doe, but yeah. Awesome weird version of take your pick. What's in the box? Three thirty six. You have Lince Dorado. Three thirty five. Mike Seidel. Three thirty four. Sean Ricker out of NWA Hollywood, who's managed by Percy Pringle the Third. For those, well, y'all probably do know who that is. If not, Paul Bearer, Mike Z. Three thirty three. Willie Mack. Three thirty two. Scott Reed. Three thirty one. Grizzly Redwood. Three thirty. Peter Avalon. Three twenty eight. CJ Parker out of uh, NXT, actually, now 326. Pinky Sanchez, 324. Oh, 315. Oh, yeah. These. Closely associated with Necro Butcher. <laughs> Is Necro Butcher a but- Oh, Necro Butcher's 314. Danny Havoc, 316. I haven't really heard of hardcore stuff that. Okay, this, these 300s are getting interesting, especially considering. The names that a lot of them happen to have tagged with each other. Uh, Conley. Mm. Uh, St. Jordan also from NXT. Oliver John, I know. Jesse um, Neal at 306. John Davis, who I mentioned before. Kenneth Cameron at 308. Mm. Jesse Neal 306. Yeah, Jesse Neal 306. And then Sabu. <laughs> 304. Ari. And then, it, most interestingly, although it's in the next bit, which we'll get to. Uh, he was at 298. <laughs> I had. I'm surprised you skipped over Luke Gallows. I was, I, I was, but it was just, it was just notable in my mind that Dreamer oh, was yeah. Sabu this year. Yeah. <laughs> also, King of Trios talk too. Pepper Parks, who I was just watching. Wait, you'll probably hear his name from me if I do a review on Lip, ROH's Lib Strong. Interesting. One that JJ will be pleased to hear. Rick Victor at 296. Apocalypse, uh, formerly known as Apocalypse. Yeah. Hmm. Rick, from what I've seen of him on NXT, he's a he's a good he's a good wrestler. Yeah, I, I, don't, know I, if, I don't know if he's won any of the matches that I've seen, but he, his ring work is very good, certainly. Yeah, he wasn't bad. I I saw him a lot on FCW. It, it, oh, yeah. hello. Uh, two two ninety one. Anthony Nice. Tony Nice. Ruck at two eighty nine. Branakuma two eighty seven. 287, something that uh, my boy Mr. V will like. 286, John McChesney out of IWC. A. Lance Bravado at 284. Silver King, 283. Facade, 282. Silas Young, 281. Yet again, another 
tag team partner being chosen over Harlem Bravado at 280. I always wonder with like how do you choose the better tag partner out the two? Uh, um, I, I like Silver King was the guy that was involved at Triple A Mania, wasn't he? Uh, Doctor Wagner's brother, yeah, yeah. And then two two seventy eight, Doctor Nick Dinsmore. <laughs> there you go. There's the effect of King people. <laughs> 277, Jigsaw, 276, Shane Haste. I'm surprised that Jigsaw was there. Not really. He's had a pretty good year in Shikara. He's had some stellar matches. The, the match with, I didn't uh, put him further up. Yeah, I could see that. We'll get into that when we get into... Akibono! Yep, Akibono. Oh my... How is Akibono better than Jigsaw? Well, I don't know. Maybe the Japan thing or... Higher profile jigsaw. Yeah. Rave. Akibono, the sumo guy that we saw. Yes. Oh. Well, he's been for a while now. And, uh, so I guess Akibono is now becoming like Yokozuna. Uh, you can say that. I wouldn't necessarily put him in the same. Almost at 270. Yeah, he hasn't really. He's still yeah, been he doing done a lot thing. this year, or this, the 12 months that they're looking at, so that's fair. 269 Masahiro Chono. 268 Crimson. The original Crimson with the K. (laughs) Which is the Joker guy, which. The whole TNA Sting, um, uh, also Crimson, um, uh, Tommy Mercer whole ordeal. Yeah. Let me see. Here at 267, Lance Archer 266, been in New Japan. Joey Ryan at 265. 264, you got Big E Langston, who, if you've seen NXT, this is massive. He's called Big E Langston for a reason. <laughs> MVP, a 263 Kai, 261 Daisuke Sekimoto, arguably one of the strongest guys in wrestling. If you ever watch a Daisuke Sekimoto match, this looks like a brick shithouse. Legit strong man, man. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be a weightlifter. Yeah, he's... Just watch King of Trios, what was it, 2010. And I think, was it three people? Yeah, he wheelbarrow. He deadlift German suplex three people. Wow. That is actually... Yeah, I'm still. Tr- I still can't come to terms with that. Yeah, try to look for you, Alex Silva, who's been. In, you've heard that name for involved. Two sixty, two fifty nine. The Man Scout, Jake Manning. Uh, two fifty eight. Ryan Eagles, who is the brother. Oh no, the husband of Madison Eagles. Two fifty seven. Eric Cannon. Two fifty six. The Tokyo Monster, Kahagas. Two fifty five. Famous B out of PWG. Two fifty four. Masada. Fifty three. Dean Ambrose. Oh, even above him, 252, Byron Saxton? <laughs> yeah, seems weird, too. 250, BJ Whitmer, noticed by Ashley Response. Does it need to be brought up? <laughs> Saxton yeah. is there. 249, Gato. 248, Kazayashi. I see. Right, 245. 244, Bray Wyatt. Nice. Bestia. Um, I was going to say it in Spanish, but forget that bestia 666 sanjay 42 steve carino at 240 hollow wicked at 239 mascara dorada at 238 london 37 
got a lot of people are noticing now. Romero, Rock Romero, 236, 235, Petey Williams, 234, Devin Moore, Jada, 233, 231, Chessman, Draggy Kid at 230, El Texano Jr., 229, Psychosis Dose, I believe, in, um, fuck, where is he? Uh, CMLL, Ricochet, 26, you see Akitoshi Saito at 225, uh, Papadon, 233, Darren, Cor- oh, damn, Darren Corbin at 222. Trip Beretta, we haven't heard a lot from 220. <laughs> 218, I'll let you say this one. <laughs> Scott Stein is at 218, that's brilliant. And the most notable thing is, he is one place not as good as Mike Quackenbush. <laughs> Yay! The Quackenbush at 215? And then, just, just above it, yeah, Davari. Delirious at 214. That's kind of odd placement. Two thirty-five at two twelve. Um, two hundred eight Nate Maxson, two hundred seven JTG, two hundred six Briley Pierce, two hundred five Chris Masters, two hundred four. The X. I'll get. <laughs> I'll get to that. Two hundred three Tyler Rex. Oh, Masato Tanaka at two hundred two. I like that. But a couple ones that you sk- I think you skipped. Uh, Brian Kendrick was at two eleven. Oh. And Johnny Curtis at 210. Oh. But that brings me on to 204. 204 is X. The reason why it's X? Nobody is listed. Which now makes me wonder, is this a PWI 499? I guess it is. (laughs) Who input... 204 in place of that that's not on the list um trying to think uh somebody that's wrestled this year um hang on (laughs) I know I I I need to because we're, we're looking at this document in Microsoft Word, I think I might have to do a control and F. Which isn't a paperclip, it's a search. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 204 will... You can put whoever you want for 204, regardless. If he isn't on the list, let's just say The Rock. You know what? Oh, okay, yeah, you could go with The Rock. You know yeah. who's 204 going to be? Since, since there's nobody there, little Jimmy. There we go. <laughs> But yeah, there there is an X. Like we shit you not, there is nobody listed at two. Yeah, there is an X for two oh four. We'd tell you if there was actually somebody there. Yeah, but there isn't. <laughs> it's kind of notable. Yeah, that's really fucking notable. <laughs> two oh one. I'm just I'm just wondering if it is the Rock, and they just he hasn't delivered his they haven't delivered his word in there via satellite quick enough. <laughs> I don't know, but now into the two hundred, and I'm kind of surprised that to close out at two hundred is Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I actually I'm really surprised. He's ahead of Rob Terry at one ninety eight. Corey Graves at one ninety nine is. I don't mind Corey Graves, but yeah, that's weird. 
McGillicuddy's 196 and uh, Jack Evans 90, 195. But apparently McGillicuddy is behind Drew McIntyre. Let me see. McGill- okay. Yeah? What, what has McIntyre done in the last 12 months? Uh, unless you really see superstars, which I really kind of on and off with that at times. Maybe I should check out more of his work. I know he has been solid more often than not when he does wrestle, but sadly enough, you really don't see him on TV. Yes, McGillicuddy had a hell of a match with Tyson Kidd on the opening NXT. For somebody who... When was this, about two, three? Think about... Yeah, this would have been two years ago, who had... who was actually pretty promising up until that promo that just kind of derailed him, and then he's picked up steam from there, which always goes to show you no matter how bad you do... Yeah. Over at one point. At one, let me see, going off the list. 196, we had Michael McGillicuddy. That's, went over him. 195, Jack Evans. 194, Tyson Dukes. 193, Conor O'Brien, who I'm surprised is on there, considering uh, Cameron was uh, wrestling a lot more this year and O'Brien was hurt beginning of the year. 192, Robert mm-hmm. Anthony. The ego himself, 191, Jake Carter. 189, uh, Joe Doring, 188. Matt Cross, 187. Chance Profit, 186. El Hijo del Perro Aguayo with his La Lanza diving stomp, 185. Ted DiBiase Jr. That gets me think about 185. I Where the fuck has Ted DiBiase been? He's been injured a heck of a lot for the past Actually, he 12 months or so. He's just disappeared. <laughs> also, in, also interesting that 184 Kenny Omega. Yes, Kenny Omega. I think we. I think I've seen the video before on YouTube, but Sean brought it up again. I think on the SNS Facebook page. Him versus Hodder. Him versus the nine-year-old girl. Yeah, girl. Awesome video. I have seen this. <laughs> Let's go through some of that. Uh, 183 Kotobushi, 182 Silver Cane, 181 Yoshinobu Kanemaru, 180 Mark Haskins. Yes. See. Appar- apparently, apparently Haskins is still with TNA. It sucks because from what I have heard and I've seen, I think, I don't think I've seen a lot from him. He's a decent talent, but he just fucked up the uh, two. He was. He appeared like he like he kind of has what Doug Williams had at first, where he'd be on the British stuff, and then he, they eventually signed his visa. But with Mark Haskins, well, one seventy nine, Sean Spears, one seventy eight, Nick Jackson, Chavo Guerrero, one seventy seven, Hector Garza, one seventy six, come on, one seventy five, one seventy four, Joe E. Legend, one seventy three, Kenta, who had eight. Awesome, 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 awesome return match against Namichimaru Fuji this year, which you should go check out. 172, Matt Jackson. 171, Mohamed Yone. Alex Riley, Rio Saita. 169, 168. Uh, one half millions of billions of dollars, or whatever the fuck it is, a lot of money. Uh, Titus O'Neil. And, okay, that's how I messed up. Uh, wait a minute. Why am I st- now? I'm getting confused. 167 is apparently Bray Wyatt. And 244 is Bray Wyatt. Fuck this list. Um, he's on the list twice, is he? 
Yeah. Unless you inherit the dock or Unless the other Bray Wyatt is a different Bray Wyatt. Me? If so, stop confusing us, Bray Wyatt. Damn it. (laughs) Yes, yes, please stop confusing. Uh, 166 Ultimo Guerrero, 165 Jinder Mahal, 164 Minoru Suzuki, uh, 163 Cedric Alexander, 162 El El Juego Del Santo, is it? El Hijo Del Santo. Hijo. Hijo, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is like like phone for me, people. (laughs) I'm learning. I'm learning all these Mexican words that I don't know. One sixty, so, the yeah. son, of, the son of El Santo. Um, one sixty-one, Mike Mondo. One sixty, Kurt Hawkins. Pretty much know about everybody else there. One fifty-nine, Caprice Coleman. One fifty-eight, Shannon Moore. Blue Demon Junior. At one fifty-seven, Darren Young. At one fifty-six, Reyes Scorpion. At one fifty-five, Uha Nation. At one fifty-four, El Zorro. 53. Uh, this year's uh, Best of Super Juniors winner at 152. Shima at 151. Ezekiel Jackson at 150. Talk about another Duke's disappear. <laughs> then another legend at 149, Jushin Liger. I'm guessing that's still Jushin Thunder, is it not? <clears throat> it is. As long as White Liger, we're fine. We got BXB Hulk at 148, AR Fox at 147, 146 Drake Younger, Douglas Williams 145, Rush 144, RJ Brewer 143, Nagata 142, Bo Dallas, which is Bo Rotundo at 141, TJ Perkins at 140. I don't want to try and go through this too much with the list because, yeah, you know, I don't want this to go on for too long and people to go to sleep. Yeah, that, that is true, even though a lot of these names are a bit more... Most of these names are notable, but you'll probably... If, if you want to find the list for yourself, it's certainly out there on the on the web. If you just search PWI 500 2012, you'll probably get it, but some of the... Derek Bateman is 139. Mason Ryan is 135. Yeah. That's... Sorry. Switch switch Mason Ryan with Jigsaw. Please. Yeah, I can agree with that one. I'm just... There's D'Angelo Gennaro at 130, so that's probably... Other than Rob Terry, that's probably the lowest TNA talent that I recognize properly anyway. Loki at 129. Rhino's better than Loki. What? Uh, I won't get into it on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say he's necessarily better, but... We'll yeah, who, who's the one who's going for a world title? Rhino. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, next. Uh, next. Yoshi Tatsu at 125. Cassie Zona at 124. Here took Which is interesting, because... His former tag team partner is at 110. That's Antonio Cesaro. So the kings of wrestling aren't next to each other anymore. <laughs> Nor most of these people who are with a tag team. Ryback at 111. <laughs> I'm just looking as well. Ultimo Dragon at 119. Jerry Lynn at 116. 
Abyss at one fourteen and Finley at one thirteen. Yeah, Finley. Yeah, Finley was tearing it up in the Indies. Finley's had some good stuff in the Indies though, so I'm I'm happy with that. Alex Shelley at one oh nine. Heath Slater, Tyson Kidd, Kid Cash at one oh five. Harper, Brody Lee, six. One oh two, great Carly. I don't necessarily want to hate on it regardless of it being Kali, but it just seems weird that he's placed he on there. He deserves to be in the list, but I don't think he deserves to be on the cusp of the 100. Yeah. There's other people that... I'd put Rhino ahead of him. Yeah, this is... Okay, he hasn't done a lot because he's had the... Well, he hasn't done a lot recently because he's been... The fact as well, that wasn't it this time last year that he was doing the whole Indian Big Brother thing? Yeah, I believe so. <clears throat> like, Kali just comes and goes. And to round off the set, round off the penultimate hundred, Kylo Riley at 101. Yep. That's which pretty good. He's, yeah, potential, the potential he's showing is pretty good, so. Yeah. So then we get into the bit that, I guess, the 100. If you're on here, you've pretty much made it I'd say if you make it on the, the top bit, the big top bit of the list so I'll probably go through these quickly most of them some of them I might go to you Randy to tell me about them more because most of these are quite a lot of high profile guys so at 100 you got Sin Cara 99 Justin Gabriel 98 Richie Steamboat 97 Rhett Titus 96, Evan. 96, Evan Bourne. Seriously? Was, uh, he did was, have the tag title run, even though... Yeah. His, um, his, wellness, policy, uh, his wellness violations... And injury. Failed that, and injury as well. Sucks uh, for, like, all that shit to really come down on Evan Bourne like that. <laughs> 95, Carlito. 94, Tetsuya Naito. Naito? Naito? Tessia Naito, Povo de Estrellas, not the Mexican wrestler Povo de Estrellas, but his nickname in, well, his nickname, uh, Tessia Naito. He's one of the rising stars in the New Japan. Okay. 93, Harry Smith. 92, Haniko. 91, Jimmy Uso. His brother Jay is at number 90. Damien Sandow, 89. Hashtag, you're welcome. <laughs> 88, Pack. The man that gravity forgot. Yeah, he's the man that WWE remembers. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting Bron- though that he's just behind of Zima Ion though at eighty-seven. Even though, well, Bronx could give a shit what I say about it, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like Zima Ion. Well, of course, I knew who he was as Shima Zion. Probably like the only one out of everybody. But yeah, Zima Ion. Not really well liked in this SNS community for no reason at all. At least to me, but oh, char- character wise. Yeah. Uh eighty six Hernandez, eighty five Eric Young, eighty four Kenny King. Fifth Sorry <laughs> to keep doing that. I still find that funny. Eighty three Otunga, are you Otunga's ahead of Kenny Well, yeah, it's probably fair because Kenny King, all that I've seen of him really most of it was tag team stuff. Yeah. He only really went singles when everything happened with TNA. Um, El Generico at 82. La Mascara at 81. 
Negro Casas at 80. I'm guessing those two are both... Yes. Triple L or Triple A. Uh, um, La Mascara, I believe, yeah, they're both CMLL. I know La Mascara is for sure. Yamato at 79. Mm-hmm. Who, if, if I sound like inquisitive, Randy, tell me who they are. Uh, Yamato is in uh, DGUSA just recently, or actually Dragon Gate, at, uh, but also wrestles in DGUSA, just made a return recently to their... Uh, He's pretty good. He he had some good matches with um he had good matches in his uh return weekend against John Davis and fuck, I forgot who he faced in the other one. His name escapes me at the moment. <laughs> I think I brought him up last week, so you can go to the archive and figure yeah. that out. Look it up your damn self. <laughs> Seventy eight Mike Bennett, who gets who clearly makes it in the top one hundred just for Maria. Mm. He get maybe added points for that. Yeah, added points. <laughs> on, but yeah, that maybe a little nudge up for Brickin and Maria to Ring of Honor, and Seven. she will be at. Uh, she will be at uh, King of Trios. Nice. Well, that's going to be an interesting combination. <laughs> Seventy-seven Leo Kruger. That's another one that I'm not clear on. NXT FCW. Uh, my friend. Oh, he's in I- developmental. Ah. And Namiko's um, from the alternate show is a very. He's a fan of his Leo Kruger. He, he's not bad either. Kruger, uh, interesting character to say the least. Seventy six Epico, seventy five Adam Coles, seventy four Brodus. Brodus Clay is ahead of Adam Cole. Mm, yeah, that one's a bit mind boggling considering Clay yeah. has been. It's not something the gimmick. It's just Clay's kind of. They do something, and then he's kind. I don't. He's not really in and out, but it just it does seem odd. <laughs> but oh well. Satoshi Kojima. Yes, I, I know of only one Kojima, and that isn't Satoshi. <laughs> Metal Gear. Nah, uh, yeah. So Satoshi is. I'm guessing he's New Japan or New Japan. Okay. 72 Primo, Tommaso Ciampa 71, 70 Zack Ryder, Averno at 69, who is, I guess, the new Sin Cara, in that he's the new Mexican guy that WWE signed in development. Yeah, that was, I don't even know if he really signed with them to begin with. He's been rumored to sign, but he's still been... It's been well over a year since he signed with them. It's almost very similar to when El Zorro signed with TNA and is still yet to appear for the company. And any presence or form, which is mind-boggling to me. Prince DeVitt at 68. Awesome. (laughs) That's my favorite gaijin in New Japan. Almas at 67. Robbie, Robbie at 66. Then again, he did have the title for quite a bit, so... Yeah. Mark Briscoe at 65. Carl Anderson at 64. The Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Um, most recently tag-teaming with Giant Bernard, a.k.a. Tenzai. Huh. We'll get to him. I was going to say, where's... Oh, okay, I see him. Yeah, Dave Briscoe at 63. Adam Pierce at 62. Takeshi Morishima at 61. The yeah, the GHC heavyweight champion and who Kenta's set to face soon. Okay. Santino Morello at sixty, Johnny Gargano at fifty nine. 
58 Kazarian, 57 Jeff Jarrett. Well, yeah, because Jeff Jarrett left in March, so he did quite a bit in the 12 months it's covering. Way Barrett at 56, Gunner at 55. Seriously? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Gunner didn't do that much for the Immortal group, did he? No, he was having a nice little run in the Bound for Glory series not too long ago. Used to be at one point he was starting to become a hot oddity. I remember he had pinned the Sting and Anderson when they were both world champion in consecutive weeks. And did he get a title shot for that? No. <laughs> good, old, good old TNA booking. <laughs> 54 Elgin. Yeah, he definitely. He yeah. might be tucked. I'm surprised that he's there. 53 Charlie Haas, 52 Sammy Callahan, 51 Samoa Joe, 50 Matt Morgan. Yeah, but Matt Morgan did, you know, he was Rinker King champion, so. Okay, in real terms, it was only for a day, but on TV, it was for about two months. Number 49, The Miz, which is interesting because obviously last year he was number one, so he's had. I would say a fair bit of a fall, but he's still in the top 50, but I don't know how far people have fallen in previous years. I probably have to look at the archive of the thing to see where they've where they've gone to. I'm guessing Dean Malenko, probably when he won it, didn't. Was that high up in the following year? But. It seemed to me it'd be uh, Malenko, maybe, considering how that was a bit of a shock when he did win it. Um... Yeah, the um, is at 49, he deserves it, even though Andy Knowles probably would be happy he's not on the list at all. Yeah. 48, Christopher Daniels. 47, Shinsuke Nakamura. I guess that's New Japan. Mm-hmm. The lead, um, well, not the lead heel, but one of the top heels there in Japan recently uh, appeared when the New Japan stars appeared in the California show. Okay, 46 Seth Rollins, 45 Tensai, which with this you've got to take into account the two halves of the year that he's had. Yeah, the Tensai. First the, half in New Japan, really good. Second yeah, he, half in WWE, <laughs> just, no. Yeah, we went from holding the New Japan and the GHC tag team titles to where we're at today. Holding Sakamoto and beating him up while complaining that he's racist. (laughs) Or some combination of that. Yeah. By the way, 44. Hi, Colt Cabana. Yeah, Colt Cabana is... yeah, winning the NWA championship for a second time against Pierce and then the seven levels of hate, which I need to get an update on that. How far are they into that? Because I know Pierce, I believe, is still champion. At this seven point. levels of hate. Oh, I like it. Seven floors of hell. <laughs> is seven going to be refereeing it? With Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box for the winner. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, sadly, no, not her <laughs> 43 Magnus, 42 Shelton Benjamin, 41 Crimson, the one with a C. 
Which yeah. is fair, because he had the whole unbeaten streak thing. Yeah. But even then, it was kind of uh, uh, the highest profile. Well, yeah, he still had a high profile at one point, so... Eh, maybe a little lower, but... 40 cast Chica Okada. Yes. Okada is amazing in Japan. <laughs> Yeah, when he's in TNA, he uses Kata. Yeah. Well, they TNA's never used the New Japan people right at all. They had fucking Tanahashi at one point, and didn't yeah. use shit. Then uh, we've got Jay Lethal at thirty nine, and then another one I'm not not that clear on. Go Shiozaki at thirty eight. Mm-hmm. The former uh, GHC heavyweight champion in pro wrestling, Noah, was defeated by Takeshi Morishima, better known to American fans in his appearances in Ring of Honor. Okay. 37, Rob Van Dam. 36, R-Truth. 35, Sting. 34, El Terrible. Mm-hmm. From, Triple uh, A now, yeah. Yeah, more Mexico. Uh, uh, look, uh, El Consejo. Jack Swagger at 33, Roderick Strong 32, 31, Kofi Kingston, 30, Bully Ray. I'm pleased to see that. Even yeah. more pleased to see 29, Chris Jericho. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, Jericho <clears throat> felt his run. Some felt kind of felt. Well, I don't think it really felt flat. It's just he tended to lose a lot. He still had some good matches, though. Yeah. So Speaking of good matches, 28 AJ Styles. 27 not-so-great not matches, Mr. Anderson. He had some injury issues as well, so... Yeah. I'm a different <laughs> now. I, I don't... I'm not... Well, I don't want to say I necessarily hated him, but... <laughs> I could really give two shits about him a couple months back, but... Yeah. It's decided. <laughs> Devon at 24. Oh, no, Dr. Wagner Jr. at 26. Sorry, uh, Diva at 25. Takashi Sugiura, 24. I believe, yeah. F- uh, form, um, was he the... I know he held the yeah, GHC title at one point. Uh, yeah, that's who Goshiyazaki beat to win the title. Okay. Then... Cody Rhodes at 23. Kane at 22. Jeff Hardy, 21. Kevin Steen at number 20. Which, yeah, it's fair. I'd, I'd probably say L.A. Park at 19. Eddie Edwards at 18. Big Show at 17. Ziggler at 16. Yeah. I was going to say I'd switch Edwards with Steen, but now I take that back because Edwards did have the... Um, he was the champ for a little while. And then Kevin yeah. Steen was, like, for a good part of the 2011, wasn't really... Well, he was wrestling in PWG, but not really ROH, which seems to be more the basis for him being number 20. Most likely, yeah. Ziggler at 16, which I'm pleased with. Christian at 15. Orton at 14. Orton probably would have been higher hadn't it been for his injuries and everything. Yeah. Aries at 13. Yeah. at 12. And then number 11, before we get to the top 10... Kiryoshi Tenzan. From New Japan. I uh, believe, yeah, him and, unless they lost the titles recently, him and Satoshi Kojima are the current uh, NW, uh, NWA. New Japan, um, they're uh, tag team champions. IW, there we go. The IWGP tag team championship. I was forgetting what the. 
what the title of their belts were called. <laughs> yeah. It's the, t- the belt he holds. So now we come to the top ten, and this is where I can go into much more detail, because we've actually got the... They're basically full-page write-ups, but I'm not going to go through them all, but the fact with these is we've also got their previous history in the PWI list. Mm. So we'll start off with number 10, which is Alberto Del Rio, who has gone since 2005 in this order on the list. 160, 45, 115, 73, 88, 83, and last year he was number 6. But I think it's fair for him to be up there because he obviously cashed in the briefcase and got the title. Okay, he only held it for a few weeks, relatively. Well, yeah, he had the. He held it, then lost it, and then won it back. Yeah. And then there was that. They're saying top five moments during an evaluation period. Wrestled Ziggler to a no contest in a contract on the pole match. Try to... Yeah, that... I don't think that was a highlight. The contract on a pole match, which the contract fell off the pole. (laughs) I don't remember this moment that was. (laughs) I probably did see it, but I don't remember that match. Thoroughly, probably better. I don't <laughs> if you're yeah. bringing it up like that. Number nine, a blast from the plat. Blah. Bath. Blah. A blast from the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This blast, blast from the past. There you go. <clears throat> I might as well leave that screw up in for Jang. <laughs> Mark Henry. I was already planning on that. <laughs> yeah. Mark, now, Mark Henry's had really interesting. Since 98, he's been in positions 191, 116, 205. I'm guessing that 205 was in the period when the hand gave was given birth to. Probably. And then also, for a, long, for a long stretch of time, he was injured or, like, yeah, showed up every... <clears throat> 167, 122... 244, fell off the radar in 04 and 05. Then came back in 06 at 41. 184, 2007, 2008, 65. 2009, 45. 2010, 99. And then 57 last year. So he's really rocketed. But then he became world champion. Yeah. After years and years of arguably being misused <clears throat> he actually got the world title and held it for three months pretty much yeah it would have been he LC. won it at um <clears throat> when did he win it at um it was night of champions so that would have been september and he, yeah three months say it's interesting as well that they mention in the they talk about where they're heading, like the future for them. And the fact is, Henry's 41, 
which at that age it's surprising that he's still going because most guys once they get into their 40s they do try and ease their workload but Mark Henry well I say ease their workload but because Henry's recovering from injury yeah then there's been reports of him possibly <clears throat> contemplating retirement Scout seemed to be scouting people in the Olympics this year at London and also he's had a lot of injuries in the past so that might just as well be a toll on him too but we'll We'll see what Mark Henry. I could see him. I see him at least coming back one more time. I don't know if yeah. it's going to be long lasting, but hopefully we'll we will see Mark Henry soon in a WWE ring. Next up, Kurt Angle at number eight, and arguably this is one of the most consistent since two thousand. He has been thirteen, one. Six, three, thirty-six in two thousand and four, but that was because two thousand and three, two thousand and four, he was had injury and stuff, didn't he? Because he was the for quite a lot of two thousand and three, he was the general manager, wasn't he? Because of he yes, he was, his, yeah, because of his neck injury. Mm-hmm. Then six, four, two. 12, 9, and then 18 last year. So he's never been out of the top 50. It's very interesting considering he's really... I wouldn't say necessarily on the decline because his matches are still... It depends on how you are. Some people really... Like, I don't mind some of his matches as much now even though it's... I don't think he's nowhere near the same from where he was at WWE. He still puts on great matches at TNA. That There's no doubt about yeah. that. Just sometimes it could be... I remember reading a report about this, and it's weird how, yeah, you can almost consider Angle almost a parody of himself in a way with like how a lot of his Angle Slam and Angle Lock almost never ended. It's all like multiple kickouts. A lot of kind of accusations that Davey Richards gets at times, yeah. too. Kurt Angle essentially, yeah, like the almost yeah, I almost want to say like <laughs> TNA's well or something like that or the other way around, but there's similarities with both of them. Yeah, and you've also got to take into account that he did the historic fifth time TNA champion mm. as well during the Excellent. period that they look at, and then that really stupid move when he kept the title to Rude and then it dropped the next night to. Or drop the next night on the tapings to James Storm. In like a minute. Yeah. So, and he's another old time. He's 43. But he's still so good technically that he could probably go for a couple more years and still have, you know, occasional exhibition matches and still be impressive and speaking of technical number seven Davy Richards <laughs> as I mentioned Angle and Richards he being number seven yeah interesting path here is relatively relatively over going gradually up from 06 when he first placed in the list he's been 145 76 107 
77, 32, and last year, 25. It's interesting you bring up 2006. I believe Davey talks about this in his shoot interview. Or I remember I was reading it somewhere, but apparently there's a rumor. I think, yeah, Davey said it that. Yeah, Davey did say it in the shoot that. In his debut, he was supposed to debut for Ring of Honor. Well, he did it in 06, but he did a debut till I think. I think the show was In Your Face. I, yeah, I think it was In Your Face where he debuted. He was supposed to debut at Arena Warfare, which was ROH's debut at the ECW Arena, or Asylum Arena, New Alhambra Arena, now No More Wrestling Arena. But uh, And he was supposed to beat Brian Danielson for the Ring of Honor world title. But Davey thought that was too much of, for him to do, and he wouldn't go on to win the belt till five years later. Yeah. But I'd say that even just for the match that he had with Elgin probably deserves him to be up there. Yeah. Even, well, I kind of made my feelings on Richard's clear here that I'm in the middle, but it's, it's getting a lot better from what I've seen or it doesn't seem as bad or what I really did. Like, just some matches like him and Edwards at Final Battle, I really wasn't a fan of, but He's usually had some pretty decent matches. So you can't really go wrong with Richards. <laughs> now, interesting thing here at number six. The only non-WWE or TNA guy that's in the top ten. Junakiyama, Who I'm guessing is Noah. Um, Junaki, I think he is. And all Japan as well. Oh, yeah. Well, no, hang on. She's a free agent. Some of his stuff, yeah. He he won his first All Japan Triple Crown, and then defeated the Noah GHC Tag Champs as well. Hmm. From Anderson and Bernard Tenzai. Yeah. Because we might as well call him Bernard Tenzai. Well, Bernard Fat Ass. There you go. <laughs> That's better. But also, he's one of the largest veterans because his history is since 94, 119, 196, over 15 year career mm. you're probably the bigger expert on the Japanese wrestling here Randy so what you know do you think it's fair that he's number 6 um, I'm looking through some stuff now I have heard of Junakiyama and I haven't really seen a lot of his matches so I'm kind of in there I would need to probably see a lot more but yeah he has his reputation does precede him very Looking over here, uh, multiple uh, five-star matches from the Wrestling Observer. A couple match of the years, two rookie of the year from him. Also, PWI ranked him number 90 of the best wrestlers of all time during the PWI years back in 2003. Yeah. Better known for innovating moves such as the Blue Thunder Driver and the Exploder 98, which is a wrist clutch version of the Exploder Suplex. I know that... Sandro 
I will get probably Sandro's email in part three about the news that we've got from him because that just came through as we as we were taping. So I'll get to that, but I'm sure Sandro's probably got a better view on Akiyama as well. Yeah. So Sandro, we'd like your thoughts on Akiyama being number six in the list. <laughs> whether you think that's fair or whether he should be lower or higher. Or if any other guys that you think should be higher or lower from the Mexican and the loot or the lucha and the Japanese stuff, if there's somebody that you'd rate, or any of the other listeners out there that know their Japanese, because I, I I would like to know more about them, but it's just the accessibility of them isn't as easy as some of their other stuff. Mm, it's uh, it's pretty decent. Most stuff you can find on YouTube. Yeah, it just most. takes a while till a lot of them come out. But yeah, that one's fairly easier than I'd say maybe some indies. And he's another old guy. At f- he's forty-two as well. Mm-hmm. So quite a lot of forty-year-olds here. Number five, he certainly isn't forty. It's Seamus, which. Again, it's pretty consistent. 226 in 2008 when he debuted, then 94 in 09, 10 in 2010, and then 12 in 2011. But that's fair because WrestleMania 28, and since then he's had the title, won the Royal Rumble. Trying to think. He kind of built himself. Wow, over the 12 months that that's covering. Yeah, he was, yeah, up ever since he turned face, he's been, it's just been all uphill for Seamus. Yeah, and for the way it stands, it's probably better if, I, I think Seamus will be in there next year, to be quite honest. Yeah, quite, yeah. In fact, probably um, everybody in this top five will be in the top Ten at least next year, I'd have thought. Unless something goes drastically wrong. Yeah, which I highly doubt. <laughs> but and number four, yes, it's him, Daniel Bryan. Which, okay, we've already got a printing mistake in the magazine because apparently he started in two thousand and eleven, followed by two thousand and two. So I'm guessing that's two thousand and one. Space Odyssey. <laughs> so he's been, since 2001, he's been 206, 89, 61, 77, 76, 16, 17, 13, 27, 44, and 15 last year. So for seven years, he hasn't been outside of a top 50. And for the past 10 years, he's not been outside of the top 100. And the key, I think the key phrase to use here is technical. Yeah, his reputa- uh, Daniel Bryan's reputation precedes him <laughs> pretty much anywhere very highly. Probably with, the most highly renowned wrestler, I'd say, in the world right now. Yeah, certainly with the wrestling, uh, the wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards that they do. Oh, yeah, he's won. He beat Benoit's record. Times, seven times in a row, isn't he? Most yeah. Technical, best technical. Mm-hmm. He won something else as well. I think most outstanding wrestlers, <laughs> he also tends to win. Yeah, yeah, Dave Meltzer has a thing for Danielson. Not that. <laughs> now, <Nah>, moving on. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, number three is John Cena. But this has been very interesting. The, the like, rise and fall of Cena. In yeah. 2001, he was 281. Cherish that, people. There was a time when he wasn't being pushed and not the best in the world. So then, uh, since then, 2002, he was 46. 2003, 12. 2004, 7. And then, this is probably one of the most consistent. 2 in 05, 1 in 06, 1 in 07, 3 in 08, 3 in 09, 2 in 2010, and 3 in 2011, and he's 3 again. Damn. So, for 8 straight years, he's not been outside the top 3. That's pretty impressive. Even for 2008, when he was out injured for those two months, he was still number three. Yeah, that's one thing that I was thinking about that now when people like to bring up how Cena tends to be always, or not tends to be always, or uh, has been the main guy. And it got me wondering, too, that how he really hasn't been injured as much as a lot of the previous top stars necessarily. If you want to look yeah. at, well, Austin had the whole, he probably could have had a lot more years with the belt, but of course he had the, his neck really curtailed that. And then the rock leaving for Hollywood and other stuff. And Cena has just been rarely gets injured. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just the staying power that he's had for a long time. Now, number two, just missing out, although, to be quite honest, for his rise in the company and in this list, it deserves a claim, Bobby Roode, who I believe held the title for something like 200 days, I think it was, before he dropped it to Aries. Yeah, the longest reigning TNA World Heavyweight Champion in their history, and still will be unless Aries has a longer reign. So the path for him has been 199, 198, 163, 55, 18, uh, my, my apologies, 165, 71, 38, 55, 51, and then 30 in 2011. So he really has come good in the last 10 years. You know, from the humble beginnings of... As I mentioned before, Team Canada to be a money and then onto this pretty successful singles run. It makes you wonder why they didn't do it earlier. Well, the whole because uh, there was a whole Robert Roode thing, which turned out more of a flop than anything, but yeah. ended up leading to beer money. Well, that was just like money. That was like Teddy Biasi, wasn't it? Um, the Robert, uh, similar. He was really, like, he was rich, but that wasn't so much the central point of it. It was, uh, well, it ha- there, there was that too. Go ahead. Robert Wood Incorporated, wasn't it? That um, yeah, to an extent, he was, it, I think more, well, at least at the beginning, it was more about him being a free agent, but it was, I think, him being 
like the next big thing in wrestling. Who happened yeah. to have money too? He was yeah. He was on top of the world, king shit. Speaking of top of the world, number one after also a ten year career, so you could probably mirror these two interestingly. CM Punk. Who over the course of the same ten years that Bobby Roode got in the list, has he's gone three oh five, one seventy one, eighty nine, forty, thirty six, forty two, twenty four. Eight, three, and ten. So he's consistently gone up and up as well, which is probably fair as it's, pro- it's pro- a fair comment because arguably had match of the year. I think he was certainly the pick for match of the year on SNS last year. In yeah, 2011. No. Yeah. I- don't think there was anything that topped Punk Cena really from that year. Yeah. Feud as well, that style. Yeah. Wrestler of the year, probably most popular. Probably. Yeah, this was like uh, the minute he made the minute he cut the promo that has become famous and still legendary to this day, even though it's been just a little over a year. He just shot off on a rocket ship to number one. Hmm. I'm just... Because the, the way the bracket looks at it, the five moments that they highlight is the Money in the Bank title win, when he came back after walking out, getting the title definitively at SummerSlam, despite... The losing it then thanks to Kevin Nash and Del Rio then winning the title again at Survivor Series and then that really good match that he had with Jericho at Mania the, I'd also put the TLC match that one kind of gets a little underlooked somewhat, that was a really good affair from him, Del Rio and Miz and also with the way it looks like they're looking in the bracket from July 2011. I'd have put the Jericho Punk match from Extreme Rules ahead of WrestleMania. Yeah. WrestleMania match was good, but there was, I think there was a lot more Chicago Street Fight. fight, Yeah. Well, the, uh, the Chicago Street Fight part helps a lot too, but yeah, that was definitely the better match. As it stands, I think Punk could be, depending how it goes for him, he could be only, I think, only seen as the other guy to have done it back-to-back wins or back-to-back PWI number one. Yeah, for some reason, I want to say maybe Hogan or Hogan might have done it. I don't know why I think Hogan might have. I was thinking Austin, but I was like, I don't know exactly what Austin, because he was kind because like I was benching before the injuries. Yeah. And the thing is as well, Punk's 33, so that... He still has some years left. Yeah, well, he's he's just at the... He's probably just at the right, because mid-30s is when you really want to peak. Because mm-hmm. then you get your wave that goes on for about a month and whatever. And the fact that he's been 
links and everything with matches against Stone Cold probably acknowledges that you're up there and you're the top guy. Mm. Yeah. So overall, I'd say a fair list. There are some places that I really don't agree with, a.k.a. Tensai, Garrett Bischoff, the person with no name. <laughs> well, the list is bullshit to begin with. I'll just throw it out there like that. <laughs> it's just a list. Even though we spent a good, 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 good chunk good, of time yeah, covering the list. More than an hour. We've gone yes. way too long on this segment. We apologize for that, people, but... The ultimate troll is that this list is shit, and we just covered an hour for it. So yeah. that's an hour you won't get back. Or you could get it back if you fast-forward it, but you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you didn't do back because we made some comments and jokes in there somewhere. Yeah. That we probably laughed at. They're so good, I don't even remember them after we've recorded it. So <laughs> They clearly were good. So, yes. yeah, you should have fast-forwarded. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But don't fast forward too far if you are fast forwarding because we've got commercials coming up. And then when we come back, TNA No Surrender picks and also a few bits of Mexico and Japan news from S- Sandro. So we'll see you in a few minutes. The SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, okay, I want, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksToHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of the And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes, right here on the SNS Radio Network. <laughs> Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And 
Do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. What is up, my SNS peeps? You know who this is. At least I hope you know who this is. This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Shine. And if you don't know me, then you must not know The Open Book. The Open Book is my new podcast that I have here on the SNS Radio Network with my co-host, Ashley. Yeah, that's his name apparently. We still haven't figured that out. And on The Open Book, we cover wrestling and we do a little fantasy booking. We also cover some video game news. We also do entertainment news. We cover some reviews every now and then on that, too. And, you know, we have some pretty cool things we talk about, so you should check us out right here on the SNS Radio Network. Do you know, you can catch us every week, so check us out sometime. I'll possibly catch you right in the book itself. Peace, love, hatred. I'm out. Three because then I just get flashovers of the hangover. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> trying to think of. I don't. I don't really want to do a sci-fi reference. I'm trying to. Uh, okay, that that idea has gone completely out the window. All right. So I'll probably find some interesting trilogies. Day of the Dead. There we go. <laughs> Let's go zombies. Segment three with a vengeance. <laughs> if anybody has any genius ideas, put them on the Facebook wall of this posting. <laughs> yes, please do that. So, <laughs> so we've got some TNA predictions coming up, but first, we've got an email from Sandro. We've got some news from him, so we might as well put it out there because Sandro arguably is probably more of an expert in Mexico than Japan than I will ever be. Yeah. I don't know. But he's probably, he probably is more of a follower of it than you, Randy, because you, oh, no, you haven't seen a lot of Japan stuff recently. No, I was talking with uh, Sandro a couple of days ago. Yeah, he's been, he's been, um, he's been following Lucha Libre for a long time. When I first came over here on the SNS network about was that about two years ago? Yeah, about two, three years ago, and then, um, and yeah, uh, since then he's been uh, 
he's a, it's always somebody I've talked to Lucha with Japan. He um, he's a big Dragon Gate far. He follows a lot of the uh, Puriso Lucha, so he's somebody who's helped us a lot when it comes down to these, especially when I can't do it because sadly at times I can just watch some Lucha Libre and then just stop watching. Same with some Japan, uh, some Japan, <laughs> Japan, <laughs> some uh, pro wrestling as well. And he's been a big part of this show, or uh, even going back to the NIM days and helping us out with this. So yeah. we thank him for the emails. So I, I think we might have to uh, offer him a chance to appear as a guest on the show in fu- in future weeks and months. Yeah, I think I can see that happening, especially since we are covering Lucha in Japan at a pretty consistent basis, I'd say. Yeah. I'm thinking possibly every couple of the months just to give us a roundup of everything that we don't cover. Yeah, that that should be an interesting thing. We might need to put that to a poll. Or we'll see, but yeah, this you might be seeing changes in the making here on the whole indie show. But nonetheless, on to the emails and news and yeah, a few stories and first off Mexico side it seems that Samurai Del Sol from DG USA may be a regular for AAA as he's booked for the next tapings that are happening next week. Which, have you seen any of Samurai Del Sol, Randy? Yes, I have. This guy, yeah, he's he's pretty fucking good. Uh, those of you that uh, and this happened as we were taping, it or actually it already has happened. Evolve Seventeen, him and El Generico had their third match. And if you've seen their first two matches from Evolve 14 and 15, two of the best matches this year. Just really amazing. And even the second match, I'd say top the first one, and the first one was pretty crazy. Yeah, Samurai Del Sol is... He's pretty fucking amazing, I'd say. He's a guy who I'd heard his name a couple years back. Never really saw a lot of his work, but I'd heard the name before thrown around. I know he had wrestled uh, IWC, mentioning that again in Pittsburgh and I believe from Chicago too, but he's wrestled a lot in Mexico or actually was a regular, uh, was wrestling rather regularly in Mexico up until really now, I think still is to be honest. And now apparently he's going to get offered a spot with AAA, which is, which is pretty awesome for him. And he's just been going nothing to give up, had some great matches in ZZW, especially one against AR Fox back at super Saturday and his two, actually three matches now since Evolve 17 was uh, was done earlier before this taping. The uh, trilogy of matches with Generico Del Sol, which I've seen the first two, which are awesome and matches you should definitely check out. Hell, they, they might be my recommendations of the week for this. Check out those two matches. And if he, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if he does go full time because he's really starting to gain a little foothold here in the American indie side, where I know he's been wrestling a lot in Mexico. Maybe he'll be able to balance both, which he probably will be considering DGUSA Evolve schedules. So it's been nothing but up for Samurai Del Sol this year. And I'd see him getting a pretty nice spot, possibly in the PWI 500 next year. Very interesting to see. Now over to CMWL, and they've announced their card for their 79th anniversary show which is happening next week apparently New Japan's Prince DeVitt is booked for the show in the semi-main event 
and is being headlined with Ray Cor Ray Kometa versus Puma King in a mask v mask match, and the main event with a hair v hair match between Rush and Terrible. Hmm. That should be interesting. We were just mentioning Terrible and Rush earlier. And Prince Devitt, who holds a CMLL title, have to look up the title. I believe it's the welterweight title he holds. Let me check this really quickly. But he uh, very uh, a couple months back, uh, Prince Devitt made a tour in Mexico and won the title. Yes, the uh, actually the NWA World Historic Middleweight Championship. Yes, I know, an NWA title in CMLL. I would explain it, but oh well, we'll leave that as a non-paper clip or paper clip, whatever. He is the NWA World Historic Middleweight Champion, beating Volador Jr. for it, which I don't think he's yet to defend since he won it. And now that he's going back to Mexico, he is going to defend it. <laughs> the last Mexico story I'll leave till last because it kind of crosses over with Japan. So the only Japan-centric story that we've got is the fact that the this year's G1 Climax winner, Kazuchika Okada, held a press conference to formally give the Rainmaker the right to challenge whoever the IWJP, IWGP heavyweight champion is at the Tokyo Dome on their traditional January, you know, early January show this year, or 2013 is going to be in January 4th. Mm-hmm. A certificate sign, a certificate was signed that meaning that New Japan can't renege on the deal. And Okada's guaranteed the main event. Well, that's... Have you heard what Okada does have to do? To... He can have his January 4th title shot, which normally when you do when G, uh, the G1 Climax, the title shot comes about a month or so afterwards. This time he's waiting, uh, as as Ashley mentioned, waiting for the biggest show of the year for it. He will have to defend his contract in matches to keep it up until January 4th, much like how Tanahashi will have to defend IWGP title till then. So it's kind of Money in the Bank-esque. Yes. So, okay, that seems intriguing. Nice little story to bring it over. Now... This is the story that crosses over both areas, and it's interesting as well because it involves a TNA star, and it involves Sarita, mm-hmm. a.k.a. CM Blair's Dark Angel. Apparently, they're upset with her over her current tour of Japan. She's currently working in a two-month-long tour of a new Japanese woman's promotion called Stardom which Wrestling Observer Newsletter claims that she negotiated on her own. This is, of course, a problem because CMWL currently has a working relationship in Japan with Reina. Ever since she started the tour, they've continued to advertise her for shows in Mexico despite knowing that she is in Japan. And they claim that this is being done in an attempt to ruin her reputation in Mexico to make the, think, to make the fans think that she's no showing and then fire her when she comes back if they did fire her apparently this would stop her from working in Mexico because CMWL controls her work visa and the twist to that is as well she's signed with TNA but hasn't appeared in several months probably because he's been doing this tour 
So basically, from being in three different companies, by the end of the year, she could be in none. Not she'll be in one, but <laughs> do you get what you mean there? Yeah, well, they... most likely she'll be in one, but there is the possibility that she could be in none. That is true. But, some, but I highly doubt somebody wouldn't pick up Sarah Stock, Sarita, Dark Angel. But yeah, um, she got fucked over pretty much, even though she did the deal behind their back or whatever. Yeah, CMLLs. Sad the politics that could happen with wrestling, that they're just going to try to fuck her over like that for for uh, taking that, even though they already, it does seem kind of odd that like, uh, describe it. like I understand taking the job with stardom which isn't a bad thing, but yeah they were already, uh, they already had to deal with Reyna, so it really complicates things kind of uh, almost reminds me, I don't know why, about the Kitty King situation, but yeah the, that this this can only get worse from here for Sarita. Yeah. So interesting stories there from Sandro. As ever, thanks for that. And if any of you guys want to get your questions in or thoughts in on anything, make sure you do it either via the email, which currently still is sns.twis at yahoo.com. We'll have to. Well, probably after, because there's going to be some schedule stuff with regards to when we can record this over the, probably towards the end of the month, but hopefully by October I can get the new email established and everything, so bear with us on that, but keep emailing to the sns.tws at yahoo.com one, or... If you want to give you, I would say give you thoughts on Twitter, but I don't think you can do it in 140 characters, probably, which isn't even 140 if you put in the at Ash is my name UK or at Ran MCP. MC, uh, I probably do need to change my Twitter name, even though that's something I keep a lot. Uh, uh, Ran McElp 91 R A N M C E L P 91. There you Eventually, go. I'll probably change it, but for right now, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> so you're just gonna have to go to that R A N M C E L P ninety one at R A N M C E L P ninety one. Might as well do that. <laughs> Might as well do that there and get the plug for the show out of the way because we'll finish off with the TNA no surrender picks. We'll go through these relatively quickly. X Division title. We've got Sanjay Dutt uh, taking on the champion Zima Ion. Um, I want to say Dutt, but Ion. I think they're still building till Sorison comes back. I think Ion will win it, but I don't think... The thing with Sorensen is I don't know what you can do with him. Because he's not going to be back for Bound for Glory. And if he is, he's back way too soon. That's why you got to build up Ion. Yeah. Next, Rob Van Dam versus Magnus. Magnus. Think you give Magnus the win here? Give him a little ball rolling. Yeah, give Magnus the rub. He deserves it, I think. So I'm gonna choose him. Knockouts title: Tara versus Book Testmaker. Um. I'm going to say Tess Mocker. She gets her win back on Terra. 
I'd, I'd say she retains. Yeah. I'd say Tess Macker retains. Because you don't want another Madison Rain. Because look what's happened to her. Clearly yeah. she's having too much of a thing with Earl Hebner. Because <laughs> we haven't seen her on TV in a fair bit. <coughs> that probably since she lost the title. Yeah. Then the World Tag Team titles. Kazarian and Daniels defend against Angle and Styles. Or Angle and AJ. This is interesting, especially considering the report about Angle being injured backstage during an interview um, tonight, I think, or yesterday's house show. Because I, I was thinking it would be Styles and Angle again, especially with the great match they had uh, not too long ago at um, was Destination X. Yeah, at, um, yeah, Destination X. Tag match. Yeah, I'm going to say just... Slammiversary. Oh, Slammiversary. Okay, I forgot. (laughs) uh, Whichever, so... Okay, Slammiversary then. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, the World Tag Team Champions of the World. Get it? Daniels and Kazarian. I don't think they can do that. I I would say Angle and AJ, but then we saw that two months ago. But then the only issue is if Kazarian and Daniels get it by hook or by crook, then it just doesn't work out, so... I would have gone Styles and Angle because you get the... eh, It's kind of... We'll see, but I'm going to still go... My my pick is still Kazarian and Daniels. Yeah, I'll probably agree with you there with Kazarian and Daniels. I'm not... As much as I, because I, I, I just think that feud is going to come to a head and finish at Bound for Glory. Yeah, that's, yeah, this would be, yeah, this is, yeah, that feud's been pretty, well, not so much the Gazarian part, but yeah, Daniels and AJ, this stems back from last year's Bound for Glory, the I Quit match. But then, logically, the only way you can really build it to a finish is have Angle and AJ win the titles. Yeah, and then that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm still go. I'm so far on the fence. The fence pole is through my mouth. <laughs> That's not a nice sight, kids. Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy, first of the two Bound for Glory series semifinals. Joe, Joe gets his win back. All right, I'll probably make Hardy tap out. Yeah, it's after considering the exact same match happened on Thursday. I have to say Hardy. Yeah. not get this at this time and Joe will go through to the final Storm versus Bully Ray I think yeah they've been building I felt they pretty much showed early on who the last two were going to be and that being uh, well my pick in this one Storm and Joe so James Storm See, I, I want to say Storm but I also think Ray might get through to the final, but then he got he did it last year. Yeah, I don't see it happen again, especially because Storm and Ray is a copy of exactly what happened last year in the semi-final. Yeah, a lot of people getting their wins back so in this. <laughs> I'll, probably, I'll probably say Storm for that, and then the final match. <sighs> See, when it was Rue that had the title, it was obviously Storm. Question yeah. is, could you do face versus face? That's do it well enough. I'm wondering. 
because I'm thinking it's going to be Aries and Joe. It's to me, it's going to be Aries and Joe, or Aries Storm and Rude, which I know seems a bit far fetched considering Bobby Rude's really nowhere. Well, did this it's unless a fair point because where is Rude? That's the whole thing. It seems to. It's almost yeah. It it's really leading to him being in um. Uh, being a part of Aces and Eights. Possibly. The guy, Poss- I don't know. It's Well, America's Most Wanted. <laughs> Very poker-esque. So perhaps go- he's going old school. Pre-beer money. It could be. And relating to that, apparently the main event is Austin Aries versus Armbreaker. <laughs> um, I'm, shit. I'm tempted to steal a line from. Oh, what was it? What was it that I watched and he just randomly. No, it was the TNA post show when Daniels kept referring to Hogan as both Thunderlips and Rip. <laughs> Daniels, you are genius. I'm tempted. I'm pro- I'm tempted to say Aries gets the win, but then Aces and Eights probably beat the crap out of him, and then we find out one of the big people of Aces and Eights. Yeah. I don't mean big in size. I mean just one of the faces. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on that? Um. Fuck. This one's a hard one to me. I'm going to say... I almost want to say Aries, but then that would kind of close down what's been... I'm saying the Aces and Eights member, whoever that might be. Somebody that starts with an A. Because either way you look at it, Aces and Eights, Austin Aries, Armbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably why I can talk about it, because I'm Ashley. Mm. Too many A's. Too many people starting with... Uh, Randy's feeling kind of left out now. <laughs> Somewhat. Just a little bit. <laughs> so there you go. TNA picks. Done. And that'll be all for this week. Next week, we're certainly probably going to have to talk King of Trios. Yep. Because that'll be... When it will go out, it will certainly be happening at that time. So we'll give our picks, and you'll you'll already be able to know how wrong we were with the first round, which is genius. Yeah. We'll also be talking, hopefully, the PWG Battle of Los Angeles event, which had some very interesting things go down, certainly. Mm-hmm. Which we'll discuss, and... Trying to think that wasn't there a was it evolve or no it wasn't shimmer was it, it was was it an evolve show that you'd also seen um that I'd seen recently no did, was it shine yeah it was shine shine oh, did we cover shine yet or no? we haven't covered shine yet so we could do that so awesome. I, I think we'll do some combination plus something else we probably haven't thought of yet yeah so. With that, it's time for us to go, but make sure you listen to all the other shows that are here on the network. 
we've got Tuesdays at 9pm Eastern, the flagship show of the Network Wrestling News Live. Thursdays, TNA Chat Live, straight after the TNA Post Show with Trey. Friday, we've got the Open Book with myself and Sean at 11pm Eastern. And then this Sunday, you've got the TNA coverage from Sunday Night Showdown with Trey and Bronx. And then next week as well, you will be having WWE pay-per-view coverage of Night of Champions and well, Night of Champions as well with JJ Hart, Mark the Shark of East Fair and Trey. And Randy, what what fine podcast have we got out there? Let me see. We got a few podcasts out there. We got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. We have the Elite Force podcast. I'm actually going to say it right there this time. <laughs> and their weekend edition. I just didn't care for messing up their name this time. That denial of service is hanging over your head. <laughs> True, but oh well. Um, we also have Running the Ropes as one. And of course, TNA. we got TNA Chat Live, Open Book. We got all the shows on there, so check them out. Also, mm-hmm. of course, oh my, how can I forget our own show? Well, you're already listening to it, so that's a plug there. You can check out our show as well, the whole indie show, when we have a show, because we always do. And also, one, one last final thing, since it is football season, go Broncos. No, I'm just playing. No, actually, <laughs> go Broncos. But the football, fantasy football cot. <laughs> the Fantasy Football Podcast debuts this week, so check that out if you're a part of the Fantasy League. If not, just to talk about football and other shit and how the Broncos will win the Super Bowl this year and not the Chiefs. Yes, I know that is Trey's team exactly. I am not saying this to piss him off. Actually, I am because the Chiefs <laughs> suck. But, of course, that's how I feel on it, being a Broncos fan. <laughs> if we're talking and I'm now fired. <laughs> if we're talking about football, it's clearly Swansea City. <laughs> Chelsea for me, but we'll talk. About I, that. I just, I just thought I'd randomly choose a club, and Swansea <laughs> was the club. So <laughs> I, I was thinking of saying Manchester United, but they've got too much connections to football. Both, both kinds. Yeah. So with that. Time to head out. Song of the Night is dedicated to Mr. X on the uh, the PWI 500. So here's Hall of Notes with Kiss on my list. See what we did there? Yeah, tacky, isn't it? Anyway, that was Randy. That was Ashley. That's in the wrong tense. But anyway, that was your slice of indie goodness for this week. And we'll see you next week. Peace.